ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. TPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. ATV Talked covered the round one of the World Off-Road Championship Series in 2022. And here with me to discuss it is Kenny Sanford and Travis Damon. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Sarah. What's up? Uh, it's good to have you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Travis, you just rode motorcycles uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was the race. Um Got off to a good start. I was third into the first corner and then uh, made a couple of bobbles in the rocks for the first couple laps, got pushed way down to the bottom before we turned back up into them. So it cost me some positions, but I ended up finishing seventh. Nice. Nice. That's really good. I'm glad to hear that you, you made it on two wheels the whole time and, and had yeah. a good pace. Yeah, it was good. But let's really get into what we're here to talk about. And that's round one of the ATV series. Um, neither one of you rode on Friday. Um, you were both there. Uh, I'm Kenny. I'm assuming you were working and uh, Travis yep. were probably working too. Yeah, I actually, I stayed in Havasu and framed on Friday and then drove up Friday night. Nice. Nice. And uh, Kenny, you were putting tires together. Yep. I was, I was swinging tires all Friday. <laughs> Wow. It's good that you show up on Friday to get all that out of the way, right? Yep. Try to get it out of the way. (laughs) Um, Since uh, Travis or I were there on Friday, what was the weather like on Friday? Uh, Friday was good. Friday was really windy. Um, It had to been probably 20, 25 mile an hour gusts and probably consistent five to 10 mile an hour winds. Um, I mean, my, my warm is a little uh, cool for you guys. So it was nice to just be in the flannel and take the sweatshirt off, but I'm sure you guys were probably bundled up pretty good. <laughs> oh, dude, that's miserable. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a nice 55. It was, it was cool. I liked it. I had sweatpants over my jeans, two jackets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, that's, 
no way. Wow. So both of you guys got up early and rode uh, the unclassified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was cold. <laughs> yeah, I had uh, I had frost coming off my fingertips on that one. That one was a little chilly. That was pretty yeah. muddy out there too, wasn't it? What was that? Mm-hmm. Pretty muddy out there too, wasn't it? Oh, I went out yeah. first lap, or I tried to jump out in front of everybody because I didn't want to get roosted because I didn't have time to put tear offs on, and I came through this corner and just I mean soaked myself through a puddle just slid sideways into it and just let it sink into the middle is the best feeling ever. If you like being cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got all the mist from it. (laughs) Yeah. I was right behind you. Yeah. We took off trying to get away from everybody and we ended up getting soaked anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We still got it. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it have been better to go behind everybody? Next time. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. (laughs) like five minutes to let everybody go (laughs) wow that's that's crazy Uh, i know you were both in prim in november for the round the final round and it was a motorcycle atv combo Mm -hmm. what was the big difference that you guys seen in the unclassified right away uh beings that it was a atv utv course I'd say this round was a lot smoother. We didn't have the uh, the uneven chop that the motorcycles made last round. So yeah, I agree with that. that. It was a lot more consistent. Did you did you realize right away that you were going to be carrying a lot more speed than than before? Oh yeah, yeah. Everything was everything felt like it was set up to to just cater the quads again, like with drifting and stuff, you didn't have all those like random holes that were like your front, your right side of your quad was bouncing up, but your left side wasn't and stuff like that. Let me yeah, get... it was, uh, go ahead, Kenny. It, it was a lot less like uh train tracks, if you will. Um, like, like Travis said with the bikes, there's a lot of like side to side chop and you're like getting beat up, not just front to back, but from all the sides. Um, mm-hmm. like the side-by-side weekend, you would hit a square edge and it would like your entire bike would move as, as a one and instead of a dirt bike, it would move in four different directions. Why as a, an example? Why do you think that's the way it is? I mean, why did the bikes, uh, change the course in, in that fashion? Uh, just, just because of, um, there's so many of them and they like an ATV, they take one solid line and it's two tracks and um atv guys tend to uh mainly ride one line (laughs) Mm -hmm. and dirt bike guys go all over the place there's lines everywhere so and all their holes aren't consistent they'll have i mean uh, two holes that are a foot away from each other but completely different what i've noticed i mean obviously travis can uh dial that in but yeah, there's just so many times where the bikes and stuff we can cross over and like really dig it into the berm and cut inside, or then you have that hole there, but you don't have that matching hole in the inside of the rut because you you only have that like six inches of tire that you're putting on the ground instead of the two like ten inch wide tracks. And, and you never get as deep as the motorcycles, do you? 
Mm-mm. I don't. Well, I feel like the motorcycles don't get as deep as the quads, but there's just like six ruts instead of two. But they're never like they don't go like straight with each other. They're always like this one's this way, this one's cutting across, and <laughs> this one from like way behind and then way into the inside. What does it do to the handling and the steering of the machine? I feel like it, it, the skinnier ruts will grab those front wheels a lot more, like crossing over them and stuff. So the, the first, if we ride right after the bikes with the quads, like those first couple laps, you kind of have to grip the bars a little bit more from my experience. You agree with that, Kenny? Oh yeah. Yeah. The first couple laps after like a bike race or even a bike practice, it's, you're kind of darting like every which way it's like, Oh, you can compare it to like after a water truck goes on the track and you're on your quad going right after them and it's, they'll grab you side to side. But yeah, I totally agree. Wow. That's crazy. I kind of figured that something like that was going on. Um, so, so let's get into breaking down. You, you, you got to warm up a little bit, uh, not much, but a little, and you know, Travis, I know you have things that you have to do at the track. Kenny, I know you're doing your thing at the track with tire blocks. So you get your 1130, you know, your 40, 50 minutes of practice, um, where you could really put some laps in. Mm-hmm. Kenny, what was the big noticeable difference in the way your machine handled uh for you this time versus last time um as far as like the final round of last year to this first round yes sir um so the track was quite a bit different as far as the motocross track goes um and obviously um the track was different with having a side-by-side weekend and a dirt bike weekend the last um it it didn't work a, a huge amount differently might i say but uh um with everything kind of staying the same on the bike it was it was pretty similar really so you didn't have much changing between the two the two rounds your bike was pretty much dialed in the same way yeah yep travis how did you feel the difference between your machine when you really got to put laps down the first time and then this time uh with the track being the track prep being a little bit different not having the bikes there and stuff i felt like it was handling a lot better um the i feel like i liked the flow of the course a lot more um that last round last year than this this time there was a i mean the course was still fun but i kind of liked that last round better the way everything flowed the longer track with the K rails. Yeah. Kenny, did you miss the K rail? <laughs> uh, I didn't even hit him on the final round of last year. So, um, I don't know. I, do I miss the chicken line? Nah, I don't know. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Hey, you, you got to ride whatever, whatever line there is. <laughs> As you guys went through practice and you got, you, you got to see what it was really all about. Um, how did you feel the race was going to shake down for you, Kenny? Um, it was, I figured it was going to be a little bit in my favor. Um, but I mean, that's kind of every race you really don't know until you line up. 
Um, I don't know. It was, it was hard to tell. I really don't, um, put a, a, uh, like a number above me, you know, I don't, I don't say I'm going to go get a podium. I go, I'm going to go try to get a podium, but, uh, I didn't really have anything to compare it to. So I don't know. It was, I figured it would go good and I'd have lots of fun. <laughs> awesome. Travis, what about you? I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> After you got all your practice in, um, and it was all said and done and you were the next thing time you were going to see the course was the race. How did you feel the race was going to shake down for you? I felt like, uh, I felt good on the quad in practice. I felt fast and, um, had a couple of lines up my sleeves. Not sure if they worked the best during the race as I hoped, but, uh, I ended up having a great race and learned a lot while I was battling with Roberto and, um, it shaped out to be a good Sunday. Did you think that it was going to be as close as it was? I didn't think that was going to happen for sure. <laughs> me and uh, me and him haven't really gotten to battle too much. So that was pretty fun. And I mean, we were rubbing bumpers that whole race. So that was a different experience than usually we usually uh, like get into our spot and then you're racing there. You don't have too many battles like during the whole hour and a half. So that was really cool. Did when on the start, Kenny, where were you? Um, I was, I think third off the start. I was right behind, um, Travis and I, I tried holding on to him and to Travis for, I don't know, a lap or so, but, uh, I mean, the pace that they were going, if I would have rode that whole pace, I would have, would have lasted about two more laps (laughs) and I would have been dead. But, uh, yeah, I I wasn't bad off the start. I, I think I was a third, which is. I believe my career best in the pro class. Wow. That's a lot better than Canyon start though, dude. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. Didn't end up on my head. Yeah. (laughs) That's always a plus, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) Big time. When, uh, were you guys ready for the way they started that race? I was kind of, I was kind of ready for a dead engine start. But that live engine kind of threw me off a little bit. How about you, Kenny? Yeah, it was. Uh, so in the writers' meeting, I I overheard them saying it was going to be. Someone asked a question. I think it was pretty quiet that it was going to be a uh, a live engine start because it was going to be so cold. Um, but I was a little thrown off by. The, so the flagger started like super early. Normally, there's he's kind of got like a gracing period between when he points at everyone and then throws the flag. But, uh, I mean, he, he pointed and threw that thing quick. So I wasn't super ready for it, but I, I talked to, um, Jacob Stevens after the race and he said he didn't even have his bike in gear, uh, when he threw the, the green flag. So, um, I'm just glad I wasn't in his position. <laughs> well, my vantage point, um, Bo and Roberto left pretty close to the same. Travis dumped the clutch and was digging a trench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he just, it, 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 you could just see the freaking bike go down instead of forward, you know, because he let the clutch out so hard and yeah. um, everybody else just seemed to kind of roll off the line uh, in shock because they weren't ready for it to go. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that flag came up quick. Yeah, I, I guess when they tell you to be ready, they mean be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. So uh, as we go, we made it to the first turn. Um, it was, uh, I'm assuming, Bo, Travis, you or Bo, Roberto, and uh, Travis, and then you. Or maybe that was like mm-hmm. two, three, or four, something like that. Yeah, I think it was like that. Yep. Johnny Gallagher was right in there with you guys, too. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. Did he break? He, uh, uh, I guess on Saturday, he landed on his shifter off of one of the jumps. Yeah. He knew that there was a possibility of a problem, uh, but it was working for him okay. And three quarters of the way through that first lap, the uh, shaft broke. Mm. So, yeah, because I seen him. I seen him off the start, and then I never seen him again. Yeah, he was. When you guys came into the motocross section, it was Bo, Little Gap, Roberto, Travis, um, Johnny, and then Kenny. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if and if Roberto would have made a mistake, all three of you guys would have just all three of you would have made the mistake. Yeah. Because you guys, yeah, we, were, it was close. Yeah. It was, uh, it was amazing. Close. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen a battle like that in a while. <laughs> it was pretty cool to see. Did you, it, did you get much of a vantage point where you were at watching it? Um, not, not a, uh, super good. I wish I was more in it instead of watching it. But, um, I mean, I, I was within a corner of everyone for at least the first lap. So, I mean, I saw a good portion of it. The tracks, like, it switched back so much you could keep an eye yeah. on it. It was kind of cool. Uh-huh. Like, okay, was- I see Kenny right there. I see I see him. There's Bo up there. Like, you kind of keep track of everybody. Yeah, you can kind of time it. It was cool. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah, because Bo said he was watching your guys' battle. Yeah. Which was sipping his tea up there in the front. <laughs> yeah. You guys would have quit quit banging on each other and chasing <laughs> down. It would have been a whole different day. <laughs> did you did you learn something about what you need to focus on, Travis? Yeah, I think I I think I need to break. I was noticing I was breaking too far into the corner. And and not like I need to get on the brakes earlier and then start carrying momentum earlier into the, into the ruts and stuff like that. So basically drive it in deeper and turn it on sooner. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the, the, my dad and I were having a conversation about, about you and, and corner speed mm-hmm. before I plug this in. And he says, well, all he's got to do is turn it on sooner or turn it on or turn it off sooner and turn it on sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was driving too hard in where then I would like those inside wheels would lift up and I'd kind of hesitate on the throttle a little bit or you get that back wheel to start popping out of the rut and then you just lose your momentum. Mm-hmm. Body English, mm-hmm. body English, slide your butt off the seat. On, a, on the motorcycle, you don't use much body English, do you? Uh, you stay pretty centered. It's mostly just keeping your chest up and and then weighting your foot pegs is a big deal on the bikes. So describe the difference 
in, in a specific, like, let's just say the rock section for the mm-hmm. motorcycles versus the quad, what's the biggest difference of how you would ride the machine? Uh, the dirt bike, I would come into the rocks and I'd make sure I set up with my toes pointing up. So I drop my heels real low and then just keeping my legs, not squeezing the bike. Cause you want the bike to be able to react and move around and you just kind of look where you need to go and, and keep a steady throttle where the quad, you can't really drop your legs or drop your heels. So then you just, like on the quad, I would just kind of get in there and try to stay as loose as possible because the thing, it's just going to bounce around. But I started feeling like the faster I went through everything, the more it just skipped on top instead of really getting like that front wheel would like catch edges or holes and stuff. So it seemed, it seemed to be better if I clicked second and then just kind of steady throttle down. On the quad? Yeah. Wow. Because you looked like you were flying through there compared to everybody else. Yeah. It, I just did whatever worked for me. <laughs> Kenny, how did you deal with the rock section? Oh, dude, I was I was going way too slow through the rocks. I just didn't want to like break something, you know. I mean, that was that was the last thing I wanted to do. I wanted to make it to the finish line, but um, I I found a good line through it. Um, kind of starting out on the right side and moving towards the middle. Um, just kind of first gear like make sure I have my hand on the quad. Like Travis was saying, I was going a little on the slower side. So like my front end would catch stuff and it would like want to yard me the other way. But uh, I think Travis definitely had the rocks down, especially on the far left there, like kind of where it starts to like bank. Mm-hmm. It was money seeing the videos. And I was like, ah, yeah, like I kind of put it up on that bank and then it would kind of lift my sprocket and rotor up in the back uh-huh. like in that little v so i was like that was my kind of strategy i'd be able to move through there without really center punching anything oh yeah yeah i saw the video and i was like oh he's he just took the line that everyone was thinking about but didn't have the nuts to do it hey but one, was, one it, lap it screwed me though i came in so hot and then i couldn't like turn because i didn't want the front end to catch and i ended up hitting the back of some dude i actually have a video of it i should post it <laughs> But that's why Roberto passed me back coming out of the rocks. I got tangled up on a guy's rear tire. He was all stalled out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Was that before you passed him in the pits? No, that was that was after when we came into the rocks together. His entrance is a little bit faster than mine, but my exit was faster. And then I just I was fully committed, and this guy was stalled, and I was hoping he he just had to move like six inches forward. And then I just like barely tapped my front wheel on it. And then it like, it like turned my rear end around and then I was stuck on him for a second. So I just like dumped the clutch and pushed his bike with my bumper and it got him out of the way just enough so I could creep by. That was lucky. Yeah. Wow. That, that That's pretty cool. Anything that went on during that uh, battle between you and Roberto that nobody saw? Yeah, me and him, actually, I tried to make a pass. There was a real big berm by the railroad tracks but in the back, and he was sliding on the inside, and I was, like, keeping the throttle on and going super high up on that berm, and then I would, like, kind of dig it in the flat stuff and drop into those, like, outside whoops, and he ended up, like, blowing his rut, and me and him, like, bounced tires off each other on top of that berm, and I, like, flew out into the desert 
and the <laughs> bushes just rev limiter. And then I like got back onto the track, but it was a, it was a sketchy moment. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the worst of the contact you guys had. Yeah. Did you know, did you realize what had happened in the pits when uh, you passed him? Did you even look over? I didn't look over, but I was listening for his clutch to go out. So like, I was like, we were getting gas and I was like, I haven't heard him click down into gear yet and like start moving. So I knew the second that we got, once I seen it full, we just had to go. And then we, I was like, right as my clutch was going out, I heard his starting to like his letting him out. And it was a, it was a close exit. Well, you had him by four or five bike links leaving yeah. because they dumped gas on him. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh man. Did it stick or something? I don't exactly know. I was too focused on, I mean, because you guys came into the pits at exactly the same time. I mean, you were right behind him mm-hmm. and I was trying to keep you calm so that your exit, exit speed was low. I don't even know if you even realized that because mm-hmm. there's a speed, there's a speed limit in there. You gotta, you gotta keep the speed down in the pits. Granted, mm-hmm. you only had to go 10 feet, but Still, you can't just dump the clutch and bury everybody with dirt, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, I I dumped, I got fuel and I dumped the clutch. I like I'm <laughs> listening and hearing just Lenny just rip me a new one when I'm going through the pits. I let off that thing real quick. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> I was just trying to save you because if you, if you were deep enough in the pits, where if you would have rolled through at that speed, because you'd have been shifting into second gear. Dude, that's a penalty <laughs> quick shifting in the second wide open no you're just your speed's too high in the pit <laughs> that's one thing like the motorcycle round it was nice having the pro pits and on the pavement that wasn't yeah nice i wish we had that too it's a blast mm-hmm. it's always better to have a pro pit for you guys um because it separates you from the rest of the the field that's there and it changes the race enough to have a little bit different strategy to work on, you know, having enough room to work on your machine. If there's a problem, because if you do it in the amateur pit, if you had a serious thing that you had to work on, you'd have to move the machine to work on it because if not your mechanic or whoever's doing, it's going to get ran over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big time. Change a stator cover or something, and you got Kenny dumping his clutch into your motor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dust everywhere. He yeah. probably done that on purpose anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> only, only for my great buddy, Travis. Yeah. Did you guys get the, a feel for anything that happened in the Pro-Am class? I have no clue. Uh, I... Um, so I came up to the the pro section, the rocks, uh, the second lap, and I saw my brother. I mean, there was there was pro am kids littered in the in the the rocks, but I rolled up there, and Cody was like stuck behind someone on the entrance of the the pro section. And in my head, I'm like, "What are you doing, dude? There's like nine different gates you can go through on this thing," and he's in the one behind this person just i'm just shaking my head but uh i know braxton gross he went over the bars in the pro section and there's actually 
he's got some pretty gnarly pictures of that him landing on his back in the in those rocks but uh other than that i i really don't know what else happened in there uh that was your brother's incident and braxton um i think that jackson might have had an issue in there as well yeah i I think he he was right on the edge of wadding a motor up or something i i saw him roll through and it was smoking like a chimney but other than that i really don't know Bo came through right behind him and he's looking down and everybody's you know, he doesn't realize that he's catching Jackson and Jackson's mm-hmm. smoking and it just burnt oil, you know, and and uh Oof. and Bo's thinking it's him. And everybody's saying, <laughs> Oh, you're fine, go, you're fine, you know. And and uh I think he figured it out because I mean, you know, five seconds later, there he was on Jackson and could see the, where the the smell was coming from. <laughs> I, I feel feel bad for him. I mean, I, he he was he was riding really well, and I don't know if he was leading when he started having issues, um, but he was up in the front uh, and with Gross crashing, and then lost his kill switch and had a stick in there holding it up and and and. <laughs> He almost got DQ'd in the pits because he pulled off and he didn't go backwards on the course. Fortunately, he spun a donut, you know, off the course uh-huh. and outside the pits. So he passed the pits mm. and pulled off the edge of the jump. So technically he could have ridden around the jump and got back on the course safely and it would have been okay after he found his tether. Well, <laughs> He found his tether on the ground. Uh, basically, it fell off of him when he was running. But to put a stick in there, that was pretty smart thinking. To put yeah. A stick in oh, yeah. Keep going. They got it done. Well, yeah. And, and he ended up with the victory um, as well, uh, which if he technically was far enough back that I don't think he would have gotten the victory if he wouldn't have had a little help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw somewhere he he ended up finishing with like a three three minute and forty second lead or something. Like even after he did everything. Yeah, because everybody else had problems. Yeah, yeah, they did, and so did he. He had a handful of issues. I think it was more just who didn't have an issue. But I mean, not to take anything away from the top three, four guys in the pro M class, they rip. They are no slouches at all especially uh Jaden Jackson just coming off a Raptor 250. I mean, not not talking bad about him or anything, but he's got away 95 100 pounds at that. <laughs> and and the guy and the kid rides the bike like like he's been on it for 5 years, you know. It's it's, gotta, it's impressive. It's got to be a suspension setup nightmare. Oh yeah, I I remember Doug um just racking his brain around how to how to figure out how to set up his brother, Brian Jackson's bike, which they're probably about the the same size now. But um, I think that he must've got it figured out because, because the kid can ride. He's got skills, doesn't he? Oh yeah. He's like what? 13. Uh, yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if he's, if he's that old. I <laughs> That's crazy. His, um, Gross is turning 15 
here any day if he didn't already. Yeah, I think it was yesterday was his birthday. Wow. Travis, yeah, I texted him. We mm-hmm. want to ride. Did you hear me? Mm-mm. I said, Travis, look out. They want your ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means you're the old man of the group here. They got, I got another <laughs> like 12 years on them, so they, they need to catch up. <laughs> uh, 12 years yeah. and 75 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're, that's kind of nice, don't you think? I was thinking closer to 95 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, you weigh well, like if, yeah, if they're hundred, if they're hundred, then yeah, ninety-five pounds. Ooh. Yeah, dude, we trim you down to like a one seventy-five, and you'll be fighting weight on a quad. Dang, I haven't been one seventy-five since like freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like one fifty-five, and that's oof. I'm up there. Well. In the old days, on the two-stroke days, dude, we'd have to be leaning you out because it would be a, a huge negative. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at, you know, Bo's not a very big guy. He he's probably maybe one seventy-five, maybe. He looks like he leaned out at this first round. He looked a little leaner. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you and Roberto are the two biggest guys in the pro class, mm-hmm. and you're probably fairly close in weight. Yeah, Roberto's tall. He is super tall. Yeah. You know, which, which, you know, you add all that leg weight in the height. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was crazy. It was like Joe bird, you know, he's six, four, six, five in the two fifty yard days when the best riders were, you know, five, six, and they weighed 150 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Shane hit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, all of the guys were, were small. Um, and there's Joe, you know, he, towering over everybody and having to starve himself to <laughs> to be riding weight and still being outweighing him by 50 pounds yeah yeah that and uh doug eichner what's that guy he's five five he's five, five four five six. Oh, he is yep okay he, you know i i think it is heaviest was like 175 at his heaviest oh yeah you know i mean he was just a little rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, he was just a monster. Which the, the racing's changed a little bit, but that Honda platform that you guys ride, it really hasn't changed as much as everybody thinks. The motor package is different because Doug did most of his damage on 0405s and you guys mm-hmm. are 06 up. So the power delivery is different, but the. Mm-hmm overall package i mean obviously the shocks have improved but if you take a picture of a bike back then and a picture now it's really hard to tell the difference yeah yeah that and we're running like like the 0405 spindles and stuff all their geometry so it's it's pretty similar (laughs) i think so i really think so you know we, we didn't change the 0405 spindles for a little bit into it on our end but um, you know, Doug Roll was was doing a bunch of development. Uh, right. mm-hmm. but let's get back on track here. So we were starting to talk about the pits. Um, Travis, did you have a specific strategy in mind uh, when the day started be- before you got into the battle with Roberto? Yeah, um, strategy always starts with a good start. 
and that didn't happen. So then it's just charge <laughs> time to try to make up some time. And I need to work on, I learned early in the race. I need to work on some passing skills on the quads, kind of get, let it hang out a little bit and maybe make some faster moves. But, uh, definitely the plan was to try to either get a whole shot or try to set in behind Bo and hold on to his back bumper as long as I can try to learn as much as possible while I'm out there. Did you lose sight of Bo right away? No, we, I kept him in sight for, uh, I'd say a good two or three laps. And then me and Roberto's battle was just getting deeper and deeper. And then we started losing sight of him. How much do you think that affected your overall speed? Um, I'd say it affected it in the beginning of the race. I say I, I was charging a little harder and I'd have to hit the brakes a lot. Like me and, uh, me and Roberto's like, um, breaking points weren't in tune with each other. So there was a lot of jabbing the brakes cause I'm starting to get too close to him and stuff like that. But trying to jump out of the ruts and make a pass, you just lose momentum and that softer stuff. So it was hard to kind of find a good passing zone. How you said, Kenny, that you lost track of, uh, of them. What on lap two, lap three. Yeah. Like beginning of lap two ish it was when they, they really started to pull away. Do you think they stepped it up or do you think that you were finding your own groove? Um, I think it was, it was a little bit of both. Um, I toned it down a little bit and then they were obviously starting to get in their groove too, which was, was faster than, than I was comfortable with going. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, I think a little bit of both. When did you get to see Jacob Stevens? Uh, boy, probably midway through lap three, I saw um, Stevens and Ortiz. And they were behind you still. Yeah. Yeah. Lap, like lap two, lap three. I really can't remember. I think it was lap three though. And did Jacob go past you after Ortiz or before? Mm, Before Ortiz, if I remember correctly, Jacob was ripping. He passed me. Like I was in the main line. And he came like on the inside of me, just wide open. You know, he's a motocross kid, so he can corner like on flat ground like no other. And he was just on the move. Yeah, he set the fastest lap time. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. The kid kid can ride. Practice. Pardon? Sorry, Kenny. I was saying he uh, he looked good in practice. Did you ride with him in practice? I seen him a little bit because I turned around and tried a couple things in some corners that I struggled on. So I wanted to see if I could uh, sharpen that up a little bit. And I seen him rip by and I was like, dang, he's looking good. (laughs) He's hungry. You never saw him during the race. Mm -mm. That's, that's pretty crazy because he was flying. I mean, he, he knows that he's got to stay out of the clutch. Mm -hmm. He's becoming an off-road racer. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely see an improvement. Do you think that that improvement's going to put him on the box at some point in time? I think he, I think he's definitely a candidate for the box for sure. Big time. Really? 
How about Alex? What'd you guys, did you get to see Alex at all? Travis? I didn't see him. No. Kenny, you got to ride with him a little bit. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. There's, he's, he's right there with Stevens. He's a, a candidate for the box as well. You think he's getting rid of the rookie jitters? Um, I think so. Yeah. That, I mean, he puts his work in too. So, um, I, I think it's, it's a lot of skill and, and his, uh, commitment to it. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty high praise from uh, a fellow pro. (laughs) You know, they're, they're all my buddies. I do it for fun. Oh, paycheck wouldn't hurt either. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That, that would be nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. So after we got through the pits, uh, the pit stops and everybody started finding their place. You came out in second, Travis. Mm-hmm. And after that, there were roughly three laps to go in the race after you mm-hmm. came out of the pits. What happens on the lap before the white hat, white flag? I uh, started pushing it a little too much and over jumped the jump and rolled my bars all the way back. My levers were like, almost straight up. And I mean, it was kind of a struggle to charge into some of those whooped out corners <laughs> with the bars rolled back. So I toned it down a little bit to, uh, just save myself for, I mean, it's the first round, so I don't want to throw anything away. And I was, I couldn't hang with Roberto anymore. And he got me, uh, he got a little gap on me. So I just settled where I was at and I knew I was still on the box and just finished the race and we'll, uh, we'll get some more work done in the next round. Could, could that have been prevented that, that instant instance? I actually, before the race, I went over all the nuts and bolts and I actually tightened the bars even tighter than what you had them. Cause I know sometimes I over jump stuff. It's kind of, I get a little sendy sometimes. So I like to <laughs> tighten the bars up real tight. And, um, and I mean, it, it still worked its way through that. So I don't think it could have been prevented. I just think I should have checked up a little bit more. That's what I was, that's what I was looking for. (laughs) Beans that you're both basically sophomore pros, Mm -hmm. you know, not that you're not a pro, um, Travis, it's just, you're a sophomore in the ATV world. Mm -hmm. Do you still get a little excited and, and maybe burn some energy because of that excitement that you wouldn't if you would relax and just flow into the into the ride yeah definitely you go ahead and answer the question travis and then we'll get kenny's response okay um yeah i definitely get excited sometimes and or i'll do something and either make a mistake or it's just it wasn't the faster way but i would send a jump too far or try something that i probably shouldn't have and it ends up costing me on some time, but, or if I, if I'm battling with somebody and I fall back a little bit, I'd maybe ride a little over my head trying to catch up and then make more mistakes. So if I just calm down and start putting in my own racing, my own race and not racing with other people, then I think that's a, uh, a good strategy to start grabbing onto. Is is that because of, the excitement of the quad and being that you're still learning so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why, 
like earlier I said, I like to ride behind Bo as much as possible because we do have similar styles. He's just a little smoother than I am, but we both have that kind of dirt bike background. So I can learn a lot just by watching him. And then maybe if I can ride at his pace, I'd like to get used to that pace where it doesn't feel so uncomfortable to be going that fast. Right. Kenny, can you answer the question now? Yeah. So, <laughs> so my biggest thing is like the first lap or so, um, I tend to blow lots of corners because I just try overriding the bike. And then, um, and then I obviously check up and I, I slow down. Um, and that's what kind of hurts me is I, sometimes I'll slow down a little too much, just trying to be smoother so I can just have less mistakes and, and make the race, you know? Um, but, uh, that, and I'm like, just the speed that we're going is, is fast and not practicing much. Um, that hurts me cause I don't, I don't get used to going that fast. Um, so when we get to a race and I line up for the, for the start of the race and it's, it's a new pace every time I, I go to the track, you know? So, um, it's a little tough in that aspect, but, um, it's all learning curve. Do you guys feel, uh, and you can answer first, Kenny, that the pace that you were running last year is already getting faster this year? Yeah. Like this first round, um, I don't think I've had a better first round and the, I don't think I've had a faster pace at a race for the, for the, the entire race. Um, it, it was, it's already faster from what I can tell you. Travis. I think, I think the pace everybody's been riding has definitely made a big jump since last year. And even the year before, I mean, I only did a couple races in 2020 and from then till now, I'm, I feel like I've doubled my speed, but everybody's still right here. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see everybody growing and getting faster and faster, but it makes it harder to see your, your, um, your own growth because everybody else is growing around you. So it makes you feel like you're on a plateau, but you're, everybody's really moving. When you start comparing that to number one, mm -hmm. do you feel that his pace is still growing or does he keep it in reserve, letting you guys get close? I know, I know Bo says he never rides and stuff, but he, I know he's got to be putting some work in. He's, he's losing weight, and all of a sudden he's. <laughs> so I I think he got a little hair up his butt, and he's uh he's wanting to put a little bit more work in. He's only racing one more car now, so he doesn't he doesn't talk a big game, but he he's a big player. <laughs> he's got the spare time now to ride. <laughs> yeah, he got rid of a whole car. I know that's a lot. That has to be a lot of work. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. An, an amazing amount of work that he got rid of and, and his skill set, he can go faster at will, mm -hmm. you know, I, I mean, he never looks short, short of breath when he gets yeah. off the back. I mean, he always looks like um, he's able to go more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think Bo still has a couple of tricks up his sleeve. He keeps talking about that 10th uh, championship wants to go out with him. So <laughs> I think he's putting the work in to make sure that happens. That to leave with, if he left with 10, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. you know? 
um, in any, in any series to leave with 10 titles is just a, miraculous i mean it's yeah. amazing uh, the year's not over and and i think that i mean yes he's a, a prime candidate for that but the year's not over i saw some really good things um from everybody that that, that mm-hmm. you guys are coming and um you kept him honest the whole day um yeah he was measuring you but you guys you guys were closer than uh you guys were closer than you were in prim yep uh, the last round yeah yeah, way closer. So that's it's good he doesn't have two minutes on us and only like 45 seconds or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I believe the announcer said it was like 33 seconds. Yeah, so closing up that gap, uh, that means we're all growing. Exactly. Yeah, it was uh, at, at the last round at Prim. It was a little depressing <laughs> coming around and, and he's waving a beer at you while you're, Still yeah, he's already watching the race. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is when when you can do that. I don't even think he had to rinse his bike off that day. Oh, he never does. <laughs> well, some days he does. I mean, he got <laughs> it, he was so much more ready for that start than anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when I listened to what he said, he goes, Yeah, it caught me off guard too, and I was ready. Yeah. Um, it, it will break down the, there's still nine rounds to go. Mm-hmm. We'll be in Glen Helen next. Um, Kenny, any predictions for Glen Helen? Um, I'm gonna stink and go as fast as I can have a good time with it. And I hope to, uh, use my Nerf bars. <laughs> 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 they get close to Travis as I can. <laughs> Are you guys yeah, some white walls? <laughs> you guys gonna bring it to a points race uh, at the end of the year again, huh? Oh yeah, <laughs> another battle. Travis is too fast. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give him the big head. He's old. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't need the boost. I don't need the boost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just say, "Hey, old man, when are you, when are you gonna speed up?" Yeah. <laughs> What, uh, Kenny, you're 22, 23? Nope, I'm still 19. I turned 20 here in like uh, two weeks or so. To be 19 again. (laughs) (laughs) You almost got 10 years on him, right? Yeah, I'm going to be 28 this year. Holy smoke. What it would be like to be 28 again. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are killing me. Um, (laughs) Any last thoughts on the breakdown of the finish um, of the race and how things went for you? Any highlights that that, that we missed talking about, Kenny? Um, nothing, nothing huge. Um, yeah, nothing big. Um, the track was great. Works Racing puts on a, a phenomenal track layout. Um, I don't know who does that. If that's Carrie or or Steve or or if they hire that in, but, uh, they need a, a big props for that, but, um, nothing huge. How about you, Travis? Uh, learned a lot and, uh, definitely seen some things I need to work on. So I'm going to try to do some homework before Glenn Helen and see if I can get a little more improvement. That's what it's all about. Gentlemen. Hey, I want to thank you guys for helping me with this race report. Um, 
I'm glad that we had a good time because we did spend a little bit of time laughing. Um, <laughs> we might not have stayed on track as much as I would have liked to have, but you know what? I'd rather have fun sometimes than than have rigorous questions and answer periods. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, as always, I'm going to have an invitation for you guys to come back and join me. And um, uh, any last thoughts or words? Oh, this is- Good talking with you guys. I'm glad Kenny got to hang out. And I mean, I don't get really get to see Kenny too much. So <laughs> just at the races when he's changing tires and we're racing. So it's pretty cool. To talk to him outside of racing about racing. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, this was a great time. I'm, uh, I'm glad you guys let me come along with this. I appreciate uh, it. No, it, it, I thank you guys for letting me bring you along because, uh, without you guys, I can't do this. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was a great race. Uh, you guys did a great job and, uh, the team here so at ATV talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATV San Diego's body evolution and wellness center with over 17 years experience. Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.